The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Primal Body, Primal Mind. Your host, Nora Gedgaudis, is here to take you on a fun-filled and informational journey through the mind and your body with a focus on neurofeedback and healthy nutrition and what it can do for you, your family, and friends. Now, here's your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, hi there. Happy Wednesday, and welcome again to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm your host, Nora Gedgaudis. Well, today we're talking about an epidemic issue that everyone listening here either struggles with or knows someone who struggles with, and that's anxiety. Now, I have to offer my, of course, standard disclaimer that, that uh, you know, the following information is not meant to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any existing condition for anybody. You know, for medical help, please be sure to consult with your trusted, qualified health care provider. Now, this being said, um, in our first half hour today, we're going to be discussing the important impact, really the critical impact of diet on anxiety and what you can do today to eat differently and take charge of your emotional health. Now, in our second half hour, we're going to be talking about anxiety in the brain and the powerful impact that neurofeedback can have in calming an anxious nervous system. First, though, let's talk about diet. I see diet as the single most critical subject when discussing anxiety-related issues, though other things can certainly factor in, of course, things like genetics and toxic exposure, heavy metals, food sensitivities, EMF influence, and of course, many of us, you know, nobody I know or nobody you know, of course, but lead stressful lives these days, but remember, stress is not what happens to you, but rather how you respond to what happens to you in life. So at any given point, we all have good things and we have challenging things we could be focused on. So what causes us to choose to focus on one thing or another? It's largely dependent on the lens through which we happen to be seeing the world through at any given moment. Well, what's this lens? The lens I'm talking about here has to do with things like blood sugar, your neurotransmitters, and your hormones. How we see and feel about the world around us is hugely dependent on how all of these things are functioning. And we have enormous control over that. Say, for instance, you wake up in a blood sugar funk, right? This is going to feel lousy and have a powerful impact on your mood. It's part of human nature, of course, to attach meaning to what we feel. So we may automatically think, oh, I feel this way because I have a lousy life or a lousy husband or a lousy wife, a lousy job or... You know, the problem, this problem, or that problem. So your focus is going to shift toward whatever can make sense of that, right? If your blood sugar is low enough, you might get your adrenals to fire, leaving you feeling stressed and anxious and, and coordinating this state with anything in your life you could possibly worry about. Well, 
state management determines more than anything how we feel about our life and how we choose to respond to things that happen, not the events in it. So we've all experienced times when we've had challenges and stressors in our lives where we were able to laugh and experience appreciation, right? And we know we've all experienced beautiful, sunny days where we were surrounded by wonderful things and the birds were singing and the, you know, <laughs> the clouds were white and fluffy and all we could focus on was some negative thing that had absolutely nothing to do with the rest of it. So what's the biggest single influence on how we choose to look at the world around us? Well, although it's not always this simple, the first thing I want to look at once again is blood sugar issues. You're going to find that boils that so much boils down to this. Nothing can influence your hormones or your neurotransmitter functioning more than blood sugar. So your body is literally obsessed with maintaining the lowest level of blood sugar necessary to meet your metabolic needs. So sugar is a very damaging thing to the system, and our body tries to use it quickly and store the rest as fast as it can. At any given time, we have ideally no more than about five grams, maybe a teaspoon of glucose allowed in our bloodstream. So remember, all carbohydrates are sugar once they hit your bloodstream. The only exception to that, carbohydrate-wise, really being fiber. So what happens if, say, we eat a bagel that has 30 grams of carbohydrates? That's six times the amount of sugar allowed in our bloodstream at any given time. It literally invokes a state of metabolic chaos. Right? So the unnatural rise in blood sugar is going to stimulate a massive release of insulin, and insulin causes blood sugar to plummet to extremely low levels, lower than hormones like glucagon can handle. And then this presents a whole new state of emergency, blood sugar that's too low. What takes over? Your adrenals. They fire in an effort to boost blood sugar back up, but what else does adrenaline do? It stimulates a state of fight or flight, i.e., Anxiety. You may also experience, you know, at those, at those times, cravings for something sweet or for that late morning cup of coffee at the same time. So now your blood sugar shoots way back up, and now you're on a roller coaster ride. When your blood sugar goes back up, you might feel better temporarily, but it's part of an ongoing cycle of, of up and down. The other problem with these ups and downs is what happens to other nutrients that we depend upon for a healthy functioning nervous system and emotional state. So when we have these big blood sugar surges, we're using up and becoming really depleted of, of B vitamins, for instance, very rapidly. Um, our kidneys, uh, when we have blood sugar surges, will just dump magnesium, which is incredibly essential for calm functioning nervous system, you know, along with about 400 other things. We lose other critical water-soluble nutrients and electrolytes, too. Uh, we also accelerate zinc excretion and, and end up with imbalances of, of zinc and copper, which can lead for, to some people with uh, to ADHD symptoms and anxiety and fatigue and other things. So there are a lot of things involved here. There's a huge cascade, a complex cascade of events. But... Many carbohydrates also contain other compounds, anti-nutrients, 
will, that can add insult to injury in this equation by binding minerals. For instance, phytates in grains, phytic acid, and, and legumes and soy especially. Uh, these, this can cause big uh, mineral deficiencies. And things like goitrogens, what they call goitrogens in grains and legumes, especially soy too, that can suppress the functioning of your thyroid. And even proteins that are unique to grains and, and, uh, and other things that can trigger autoimmune illnesses and things like autoimmune thyroid, which can majorly lead to anxiety-related symptoms. So, you know, there's, there's a lot here to consider. The unfortunate thing is that most people have really made themselves dependent upon blood sugar for their primary source of fuel, and they've been eating a diet that is really dominated by carbohydrates. I mean, what's at the base of the pyramid, right? Eleven servings of grains a day, which, of course, no human people group in the history of the human species have ever eaten a diet remotely resembling what that USDA food pyramid suggests is optimal. It's nuts. But that's what most of us do because that's most of what's out there, um, you know, in the center aisles in the grocery store especially. So your body adapts to that kind of a diet, and it comes to expect glucose as its primary source of fuel. But that's not necessarily a natural state for us, and it certainly does not have to be that way. Now, my book, you know, Primal Body, Primal Mind, of course, talks about what you can do to end your dependence on blood sugar really once and for all and no longer be a victim of its highs and lows. It's so much easier than you think. But step one is really learning to become a fat burner instead of a sugar burner. Well, how do you do that? Well, the first step, of course, is by eliminating sugar and starch to the degree that's possible from your diet. In no way do you need it. And the extent to which it's there is only really going to get in the way of progress. There are several nutrients, too, that can be supplemented with to make this transition virtually painless. And uh, you can certainly read a lot more about that in detail in my book. But some of these things can include, like, L-glutamine powder, uh, and herbs like Gymnema sylvestra, and, uh, and, and supplements like L-carnitine that can improve and start to increase the way your body utilizes fats for fuel. Step two is making sure you eat enough fat then, too, to keep your appetite satisfied and provide your body with that alternative and much more stable source of energy. This is really key. Low-fat diets do not work. They're just going to make things worse. Step three is to moderate your protein intake. Don't overdo it. You need protein to supply you with the amino acids your body needs to make neurotransmitters and hormones. Um, and step four is to eat just as many fibrous vegetables and greens, you know, like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, spinach, kale, asparagus, cauliflower, salads, etc., as you want. I promise you will never, ever be hungry, and you're going to be amazed at the amount of energy that you have. So when we... Oh, I want to share with you... Uh, a little bit of a, of a case study of a person that I, that I worked with uh, who came to me with pretty severe anxiety issues. He was a 45-year-old male, and he had these really severe anxiety issues. 
he had brain lesions and he had these weird neurological symptoms of, of really unknown origin. He checked it out with doctors. They really didn't know what to tell him. He had cognitive deficits and he had some trouble concentrating, uh, memory issues, digestive and intestinal problems. And he received advice from this MD uh, who was promoting veganism and macrobiotics to eliminate meat and to stick to vegetables and grains. Well, a friend of his who was a client of mine suggested that he uh, contact me first, which, um, you know, it turns out was a really good thing. Um, and, you know, so many of his symptoms were consistent with possible gluten and dairy intolerance, and his systems were also really consistent with problems with blood sugar, uh, real glucose dysregulation. So I recommended that he go to this website called Enterolab, uh, enterolab.com, and I recommended that he uh, order a test to determine whether or not he had food sensitivities uh, to gluten and dairy, and he, he did that. And I also recommended uh, hydrochloric acid supplementation and, and B12 because he'd been eating mostly a vegetarian diet and, and uh, that his digestion was probably impaired, and got him on ionic magnesium, uh, recommended some vitamin D, and cod liver oil, uh, and he agreed that he was going to test his levels of D at some point and recommended B-complex and omega-3 fish oil and trace mineral uh, supplementation. And additionally, of course, a, a very diet very low in sugar and starch, moderate in protein and generous in healthy fat to appetite satisfaction. Well, when we get back, I'll talk to you about what kind of results we got, and uh, we'll talk about uh, what you can do. Uh, to manage anxiety with your diet. So please stick around for Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. We'll be back in just a minute. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended. A jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. 
Are you looking for a new perspective in today's challenging economic and personal times? Join the journey to your personal best on the Sky's the Limit radio program featuring your hosts Karen Lovett, Jackie Lonnie, and John McDermott. The engaging discussion will center on concrete ideas and actions to help improve your personal wealth, love, appreciation, power, choice, relationships, and more. Karen, Jackie, and John will guide you to your true power of choice on the Sky's the Limit, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Hey, welcome back. So, when I uh, last left you, we were talking about this client of mine, this 44-year-old guy who was really, really suffering all these anxiety symptoms, and he went out and he managed to get um, you know, he managed to get tested for food sensitivities and and uh, got him on some supplements and really changed the way that he ate, made some basic changes to the way he approached his diet. And in one month's time, I got this email from him that said, hey, I wanted to mention I'm feeling really good on the supplements and diet you recommended. I felt that B12 almost instantly, wow, more energy and alertness for sure, thanks. He also tested positive, um, really positive for severe gluten and, and dairy sensitivity, and the subsequent uh, also, you know, attached to that intestinal malabsorption that he had of fats. And he's been really disciplined about eliminating gluten and casein. Casein, by the way, is a protein found in milk products, really common sensitivity. And he learned to eliminate that uh, from his diet, became very disciplined about it. He also added some L-glutamine. Um, which, apart from helping with blood sugar stuff, also assisted uh, can assist with GI mucosal rebuilding and that sort of thing, and also added some lecithin to his meals for so he could emulsify the fat in his diet and absorb it better. Um, so, you know, this guy was extremely grateful for what he felt was an entirely new lease on life, and he maintains this dietary regimen, and his anxiety levels are basically, you know, normal now. He, they're... they're he, you know, anxiety is no longer an issue. And uh, it just underscores how powerful uh, diet can be and just some small amount of supplementation. He's not going to have to do all these supplements forever, but just until he can get his body adapted and, and, and working better. You know, in this, in this crazy world we live in, there's so much happening that's outside our immediate control. The economy, terrorism, pollution, Terrorism, <laughs> global warming, the economy. Did I mention terrorism and the economy? Uh, along with everything else we see in, in the evening news and, and job insecurity, etc. But it's important to know that there's so much that we really can control and a lot that we really have to take control of in our own lives to help us weather this storm from the most resilient place in ourselves possible. We really have to start taking our diet seriously. We really don't have any wiggle room for error indulgence in this modern world we live in, you know. The 
between our deteriorating genome and deteriorating food supply, the deteriorating environment, soils, EMS pollution, and the collapse of our so-called healthcare system, I mean, the only thing we can, we can, the only way, you know, we can survive this in a state of relative mental and physical health is if we take an interest in the machine, you know, these, these primal bodies and minds that we inhabit. And if we take a first personal responsibility for our own well-being in the most mindful way, we can't get away with the indulgences our grandparents did. It's just not the same world anymore, and we're so much more vulnerable to it. That being said, it really is possible to be maximally healthy and even to be able to afford being maximally healthy in, in these economic times. And I go into this a lot in my book. And I, not to sound like a salesperson, but I really recommend that you get it if you haven't already because there's so much there that can make such a big difference. So what are the nutrients that are really the most important when anxiety is an issue and can really support, you know, help support your management of anxiety? Well, apart from upping the fats and losing, you know, the sugar and starch, these are a few nutrients you might want to consider. Now, the first one may seem a little too obvious, but um, I'm sorry to say most people sort of overlook it. And the first thing is proper hydration. You know, proper hydration, you know, water is the second most important thing we put into our bodies next to oxygen, next to air. And so many people both fail to drink enough water, but not only that, they're drinking things all day long that cause our body to lose water. Everything from sugary beverages, including juice, by the way, and sodas, and uh, you know, not to mention caffeine and alcohol. Um, but the next nutrient is one that oftentimes doesn't get considered as much as one of its close counterparts, and that's magnesium. Uh, magnesium deficiency is a real problem because. Anybody suffering blood sugar surges, anybody experiencing blood sugar surges on an ongoing basis, which is probably most of the population, is going to be regularly losing huge amounts of magnesium. And there are a whole host of problems associated with that, not the least of which is that it takes away from your nervous system to be able to function in a calm and relaxed manner. We have to have it. Too many people are focused on calcium. You know, calcium is the most abundant mineral in our diets. And there are a lot of reasons why a person may not absorb or use the calcium in their diets adequately. But, you know, the American Dairy Council and other powers that be have, I think, put an unnatural focus on calcium when really, you know, calcium is just one nutrient among many that's so important. But it's actually magnesium, not calcium, that serves to promote a really calm, relaxed nervous system. And uh, I, I like to, you know, uh, promote ionic forms of magnesium because that bypasses what for many people happen to be a lot of digestive issues. So um, so the other thing I think most everybody ought to be considering, I mean, that's walking loose in our culture nowadays, is, is B-complex. I take that every day um, because stresses, um, you know, that so many of us are exposed to really cause us to use up B-complex very readily. And in particularly, if you happen to be a carbivore, I call it, 
um, you're blowing through bees like nobody's business, so it's really important. And also vitamin C complex. Yes, vitamin C is a complex. It's not just ascorbic acid. It's also bioflavonoids and other nutrients naturally found complexed in nature. And it's really important we get C in its whole form. Uh, trace minerals, we go through those real readily when we're stressed out and anxious. And so some source of electrolytes, and no, not Gatorade, please. <laughs> I'm talking more like um, there is actually Celtic sea salt, something called Celtic sea salt, which is actually a full-spectrum salt that is just basically high-quality dehydrated seawater that contains a full complement of about 72 different minerals, unlike Morton's that is only sodium chloride, you know, the usual table salt people are used to seeing. Uh, these Celtic sea salts and things called Himalayan sea salt are really full complexes of electrolytes, and all the minerals are there in ionic form, so that can be really helpful too. Uh, there's also a product called Trace Minerals Drops by Trace Minerals Research that you might want to consider. Other nutrients can also include uh, that you might want to consider certain amino acids. Now, amino acid uh, use is, is something that it, it takes a lot of understanding, I think, to do effectively. I write about it a lot in my book, and I'll just touch upon some of the basic ones here and encourage um, you all listening to, to explore this further. Um, but the first one I like recommending is the amino acid taurine. Um, Chlorine has its highest concentrations in electrically conductive tissue like the brain, the heart, the nervous system, the retina of the eye. Uh, we use it to make bile. It has a wide variety of, of functions, but it also functions like an inhibitory neurotransmitter. It can help calm overexcited nervous system activity. I've had people give me flowers for turning them on to taurine. It's, it's an antioxidant. It's, it's very non-toxic. People can tolerate a wide variety of doses. Um, and I just find it a very, very helpful thing to, to kind of take the edge off of uh, anxiety for, for some people. Um, L-tryptophan, which, of course, is a precursor to serotonin um, and, and melatonin to help you sleep. And uh, many, many people are deficient in L-tryptophan, uh, partly because they eat too many carbs, and that's another, that's another issue, uh, but also because it's the least abundant amino acid in our food supply. So... Supplemental L-tryptophan can sometimes be extremely helpful. Uh, there's a more exotic amino acid called theanine, which is found in things like, believe it or not, green tea. And it can have a calming, soothing effect on your nervous system by sort of helping the way your body utilizes a neurotransmitter called GABA, G-A-B-A. And that brings us to GABA, which you can also just buy as an amino acid, which it is, but it's also a neurotransmitter. And uh, with GABA, you have to be a little careful in the way you use it, but for people for whom it's appropriate, it can really, really be helpful. And again, there are guidelines to using these amino acids. I strongly encourage you to, to explore, and I talk about a lot, that a lot in my book, and you can go look it up there. But um, So, um, you know, when, when we return to the show... Uh, we're going to be talking about anxiety and the brain and the ways in which neurofeedback can help manage some anxiety-related issues. Um, I'm also going to talk about some of the things that, that you may not have, have heard of before that can really be a powerful influence, too, on 
on affecting your nervous system in a, in a way. It's things that I've seen over the last dozen years of being a neurofeedback provider that a lot of people would not have been in a position to see. Um, I'm here to tell you, people's nervous systems are changing in our culture. Um, I've been watching it firsthand, and it's taken me quite a bit to figure out what is actually going on, and I think my conclusion will surprise you. So stay tuned. This is Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. I'm Nora DeGoudis, and we're going to be back in just a minute. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. NBC science consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended. A jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Want to learn more about neurofeedback? Want to find a trained clinician for yourself or for a loved one? Or maybe you are a professional looking to offer this powerful, non-invasive technique to improve results for your toughest clients. At EEG Info, we are the leading provider of neurofeedback resources, videos, and training for the next generation of neurofeedback professionals. If you want to improve symptoms of emotional and behavioral dysfunction, this non-invasive approach is the answer you've been looking for. Neurofeedback is successful in helping people of all ages achieve a feeling of greater health and well-being. Visit us at eeginfo.com today to learn more about neurofeedback or to find a local clinician who can help you or someone you love. Unlock the full potential of your brain today. Visit eeginfo.com. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, welcome back. So, in this next half hour, I want to switch gears a little and talk to you about anxiety from a more brain-based approach. Now, later in the segment, we're going to talk to Kim, who's a now former sufferer of anxiety and anxiety-related issues. But first, though, I have a little story to tell you. About 
a dozen years ago when I got started uh, doing neurofeedback work, you know, I saw roughly, uh, I saw a mixture of people coming in for neurofeedback that about half, about a half and half mixture of people who are under aroused versus people who are over aroused. And under arousal included certain forms of depression and ADD and over arousal, of course, was all the anxiety spectrum stuff. And it was pretty even mix. And over the years, I watched that change. I watched it, um, I watched things shifting more and more so toward the over-arousal spectrum. But more than that, I found that in the way that I was training uh, people's brains, that I had to start using lower and lower and lower frequencies to accomplish uh, what, what I needed to accomplish with those people. And uh, it, was really, uh, it was really kind of mystifying me a, a little bit. And I, I've watched this trend continue now for the last 12 years. And it has uh, gone to such an extreme now that the neurofeedback equipment that I was using, that was really expensive neurofeedback equipment, wasn't able any longer to reach the, the populations that I was working with. I literally had to get a whole new system, something with a broader range of capability that had broader frequency access in order to to continue reaching people. And the kinds of frequencies I was training people in the autistic spectrum, which I consider the most over-aroused spectrum, um, you know, maybe seven years ago, I don't train anybody that high now. Um, and I, I know that most of you are not neurofeedback practitioners, and you may not have a way of appreciating this, but it, it's really a big deal. And so... I'm trying to figure out why this is, and I, I've since gotten new, new software and a whole new system, uh, even after getting the other new system, and I've gotten three software upgrades, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of this and trying to figure out why would this be. And one day, you know, a friend said to me, gosh, do you think it could possibly be, you know, EMS pollution? And it was like a sack of wet cement hitting me between the eyes because we know from brain studies that EMF will generate or exacerbate excitatory activity in the brain. And we know that areas that have higher than normal EMF will have higher than normal levels of autism and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, 10 years ago I knew people that didn't have cell phones, but today I don't know anybody that doesn't have one. And whether you have one or not is irrelevant because we're all being inundated. Um, and, um, you know, we, you know, we're, Probably, um, you know, we have there are tens of or hundreds of thousands of cell towers now all over the country. I mean, we all be hard pressed to uh, be able to um, find any place in this country that's not inundated with that sort of thing. So it's it's an incredibly significant um, issue and. One of the things, too, uh, well, cell phones, of course, the EMF includes more than, than cell phones. It includes cell towers. It includes cordless phones, Wi-Fi technology, and home electronics. Um, you know, the number of cell phones, uh, cell towers, of course, is, has just exponentially proliferated in the last 10 years. And if you go to a website called antennasearch.com, you can find, um, you can plug in your zip code and find out how many cell towers there are within about four miles of your home. I did this at my own house and found, wouldn't you know it, that there are 67 cell towers within less than four miles 
of where I live. And that's just crazy. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily causative um, of, of everybody's problems, but there's no question that this is going to have an influence. Um, you know, Andrew Weil uh, was quoted as saying that EMF pollution may be the single most significant form of pollution human activity has produced in a century. Um, and he said all the more dangerous because it's invisible and sensible. So this is something to kind of, you know, keep in mind. Uh, the human body is an electrochemical instrument of exquisite sensitivity, and it's very vulnerable to this type of environmental influence. And, of course, the brain is a bioelectric organ, and its functions are controlled by electrochemical phenomenon and interactions of electrical charges and chemical neurotransmitters. So the implications surrounding EMF are pretty profound. And I just wanted to touch upon that because um, I think it's an important thing and that we, we need to be aware of. We're all being influenced. So nowadays, I see anxiety as a spectrum um, of somewhat related issues. And this is going to range from what you might think of as sort of generalized anxiety to panic attacks or certain forms of insomnia, bipolar disorder, uh, certain learning and attentional disabilities, reactive attachment disorder, autism, Asperger's, Tourette's, even anger management. And as a neurofeedback specialist, I see all of these from a very similar perspective of over-arousal. All of these approached in an individualized way using brain training, but all of these have a similar sort of foundational perspective uh, in mind and, and basis in the nervous system. So neurofeedback works to help the brain manage its own states and can bring a tremendous relief from stress and allow for the relaxation of chronic hypervigilance. So on that note, today we have with us Kim. Uh, she's a client of mine who came to neurofeedback with a set of anxiety-related symptoms. And uh, I think it's safe to say that these are basically a thing of the past now, but we're all interested to hear about your neurofeedback expression, experiences. So welcome, Kim. Hi. Hi. So it's really great to have you here, and I want to thank you for taking the time. Um, so when you first called, uh, you were in the middle of a pretty stressful situation that was, among other things, really interfering with your ability to sleep at night, right? Kim? Ah, we appear to have lost Kim. Okay. Apparently we have uh, a caller and... Uh, we have uh, somebody called uh, somebody named Casey calling uh, with a question. Hi, Nora. I love your show. Oh well, thank you, Casey. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I I heard an interesting thing the other day, and I know you were discussing bipolar disorders and all and depression and so forth. And someone told me that a lot of it is a lack of vitamin B12. That uh, it's actually my sister. She could go off most of her antidepressant and bipolar medicines and so forth just because her B12 level is at two-something, very, very low, and they think that she might not even be bipolar, that it's just a lack of B12. Well, I can't say I've seen much in the literature to link B12 directly to bipolar, although uh, B12 deficiency is pretty rampant. 
Um, many people digest poorly or they eat diets very low in protein, which impairs your production of hydrochloric acid, which you need in order to digest and utilize and absorb, you know, B12. And so um, I don't doubt that B12 might play an exacerbating role because when we don't have enough of it, it can really end up resulting in literally permanent neurological damage um, over time. People experience increased uh, feelings of, of uh, anxiety, stress, and paranoia. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's most certainly not going to help the situation. But, uh, you know, where bipolar is concerned, um, I'm looking more at things like a need for omega-3 fish oils and, um, and also getting control of other sort of basic dietary components, you know, excessive carbohydrate intake and that kind of thing. But it's very interesting because, you know, and thank you for raising the question. Sure. Yeah, because... Yeah, B-complex is one of those things in general that's a big problem for most people. And what do you recommend to really ramp that up? She said the only way she, she can get her 200-something level, which is very, very low apparently, up is to get shots of it. Right, and for a lot of people, if you're really severely deficient, that may very well be necessary. But the second best available way of doing it is through sublingual B12 supplements. And it's really important that it be a form of B12 called methylcobalamin. She said something about that it has to have the methyl in it and the other yep. one doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. So methylcobalamin, that is by far the more bioavailable form of B12, and absorbing that under the tongue is the way to go. Oh. Um, and because if you don't, if your digestion isn't perfect or if you're lacking something called intrinsic factor, it's, it's something you're going to have a really, really hard time doing, uh, you're really hard time absorbing. So by using a sublingual form of methylcobalamin under the tongue, not cyanocobalamin, which is much more common and cheaper, but it doesn't work as well, mm-hmm. but methylcobalamin, then it can absorb right through what's called the oral mucosa right into your bloodstream, and then you can make use of it. Mm-hmm. So that can work really, really well. And, you know, it's B12 is so non-toxic, so you can, you know, you can take those and suck on them all day long. Um, you know, they, they come in little cherry-flavored tablets sometimes, uh, and you just suck on those under your tongue, and that is a great way of absorbing uh, B12. Oh, thank you. You're totally welcome. Appreciate it, and I'll keep listening to your show, of course. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, Stacy, for calling. And it sounds like we have Kim back after a slight mishap. Are you there, Kim? Hello. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I know. These things happen. <laughs> or naturally, they happen when we're on the air, but that's okay. Yeah, well, what can you do? Yeah. So we only have about a minute. So, okay. um, you know, I know when you first called that you were in the middle of a really stressful thing that was going on in your life that was, among other things, that was really interfering with your ability to sleep at night and, and, and other stuff. Right. Right. So, um, I tell you what, why don't we go to commercial break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk to you more about that, because I, I think that your experience is, is, a, really, uh, is a really great one for hear, people to hear about, and uh, you, you're really good at describing it. So, okay. why don't we hold tight, and uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes here to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. My name is Nora Gadgaudis, and we'll talk to you in just a minute. Okay. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. NBC Science Consultant Dr. Mark Steinberg says every so often you encounter a gem among the dross competing for your attention. Such is the case with Primal Body, Primal Mind, written by Nora Gedgaudis. Primal Body, Primal Mind is a non-fictional excursion into the realm of biology, politics, and self-care that you will never get from formal academic education. It's a nutritional treasure map leading to optimal wellness the way nature intended. A jewel. Tom Hartman, acclaimed author, scholar, and national radio host, says, If you want to really know how your body and brain work, read this book. Go beyond the low-carb and paleo diet to discover the ultimate key to health, a better brain, weight loss, better mood, and a longer life. Primal Body, Primal Mind will show you how you can save more money eating incredibly well than you ever believed possible. You can order the life-changing book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, today. And sign up for Nora Gedgaudis' weekly blog update at www.primalbody-primalmind.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Felzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Felzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio with host Nora Gedgaudis. Got a question for Nora about today's show? The phone lines are open now at 1-866-472-5792. Toll free, 1-866-472-5792. Now back to our show. Here's Nora. Well, hey, welcome back. So we have Kim here finally. <laughs> I think we're all on board here. And again, it's, it's thank you so much for taking the time, Kim. So, so tell me about um, what, you know, you, you had all this stuff going on that was really interfering with your ability to sleep at night and was really kind of jacking up some real big anxiety issues for you. Yeah. Yeah, sleep was uh, very difficult. I had a bad neighbor with a lot of noise. And uh, what it did for me <laughs> was I, being unable to sleep then was unable to concentrate uh, very well. And my memory started to go and I was getting more and more fearful about everything that was going to happen in life. And, um, and you're having a lot of panic attacks, too. Yeah, I was. I was having panic attacks about uh, possibly uh, being able to work, losing my job. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, nothing for anybody to stress over nowadays, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the economy didn't help. <laughs> so anyway, um, I... I found you, 
and we started working on it. It took a few weeks, probably a couple months, and I started to um, recognize, well, it's from also my past. I had kind of a rough childhood, and um, so it all just kind of culminated together, and everything that wasn't balanced in my brain just got a lot worse with this particular problem that was going on. And um, when the brain began to balance, I began to relax. Yep. Even though this stuff was still going on, I my memory improved, concentration improved. I no longer have to worry about losing my job. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really happy with what's going on. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds like, you know, that the, yeah. the, certainly there are still stressors in your life. The stuff is still going on next oh, door yeah. and all of that. But, you know, your lens, you know, the lens through which you're seeing it all is a little different. And so it's you're able to really cope with what's happening in a lot different way. Right. So now um, if I call about the problem to authorities, they listen. Yeah. Whereas before they were kind of... Oh, you, what, are you crazy? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so you, I, you just come across as, as more balanced and calmer yeah, and more reasonable exactly. and all of that. Exactly. and um, Not so reactive. Right. right. And it also brought out, as my brain balance, the right and the left started working together, and I started to be able to get more creative about how I dealt with things. Yeah. Instead of just being upset. And, yeah. So... Um, Life has actually improved so much from just getting my brain functioning in a smooth manner. Yeah. And, yeah, and life itself is anymore for me and other people. It's, it's so multitasked. Yeah, it is. And, and it might be, yeah, it might be partly EMF, but it might also be just cell phones themselves, whether there's EMF or not. Right. Because... You're constantly expected to answer your phone wherever you are, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to multitask with other things. It's like you become a giant computer game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think our culture is just—it's coming at us from all sides. We're, you know, we're in a saturation of information. You know, you watch CNN, and it's—it's it's not enough to hear all these different things. They're constantly shifting gears and talking about different things happening and all the stresses in the world. But on top of it, it's all scrolling along the bottom. <laughs> You're yes, supposed to be yes. multitasking, you know, listening to what the guy's saying and then also, you know, reading about news in, in an entirely different vein, of, you know, scrolling along the bottom of the screen screen like a ticker tape. So, oh, right, right. And that's just with the news itself. But then right. you also have somebody talking at you from another year and you get a phone call in the other year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got to finish cooking dinner at the same time. Yeah. There's, there's just yeah. too much working against us, I think, in you know, in the world that we live in. And and um, I know part of what I try to do with, with neurofeedback is uh, I'm training everybody's, um, you know, temporal lobes because that's the part of the brain that that basically mitigates our stress response. That's the part of our brain that has, that it has the highest number of cortisol receptors uh, in, the, in the brain. And, and with too many people being bombarded with stress 24-7, what happens is that that part of the brain literally starts to atrophy. It starts to break down. 
So part of what I'm doing when I do neurofeedback training for anxiety or for really anything else is helping to wind down that part of the brain and get it, allow it to get into a place that is calm enough that the brain actually has a half a chance to regenerate itself. It slows down that bombardment. And so, you know, you're able to cope with stress uh, so much more effectively. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. explain that to me. Yeah, radiologists are actually, they're, they're seeing, you know, the, on MRIs nowadays, um, you know, brains, brain images that look like Swiss cheese uh, along around the temporal lobes, and they're starting to call this a normal variant of aging. And it's insane. There's nothing normal about that, just simply because it's common. Um, and so, you know, this is this is a modern day problem. You know, we're designed to be in a calm parasympathetic state, 99.99 percent of the time, and we're really only supposed to shift into fight or flight when we're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. You know. Right. And then and then our brain and nervous system are supposed to go back to Tahiti again. You know, it's supposed to all kind of go back to being relaxed again. And what's happening is that most people right now are wired for anxiety and stress pretty much 24-7. And I think there are very broad-based societal, um, you know, implications for this. And, um, and uh, you know, it's... We're all operating in a state of mainly conscious or unconscious survival mode. And, you know, the default mode becomes fight or flight for people, which is what? Aggression and fear, right? right? And then we become prone to either being purely instinctive animals or we become sort of machine-like and our judgment suffers. You know, when we go into fight or flight, it shuts down the frontal lobe to our brain, which is the part of our brain that makes us the most human. And we come to react instead of responding to the world around us. We become impulsive and focused, and we fail to adequately contemplate the consequences of our actions, and it's basically adolescents run amok, you know, and it's all become a mainstream hallmark of the society in which we live. So I, I think that the implications of all this are really profound, and, um, and I'm really grateful to you, Kim, for coming and being here today and sharing some of your experience with anxiety and, and, and neurofeedback, and um, it's just really helpful I think, for people to hear, uh, you know, perspective that maybe many people can identify with. You're welcome, Nora. Yeah. So I, uh, I want to invite you all um, to, to tune in to next week's show where we're going to have some very special guests. Our focus next week is going to be on chemical dependency, specifically alcoholism and the impact of diet and neurofeedback in this growing problem. And I, I think the show might really surprise you a little. In, in the first half hour, we're going to have as our guest documentary filmmaker and comedian Tom Naughton. He is wonderful. If you haven't seen his film, Fathead, you're in for a real treat. And in the second half hour, we're going to be looking at the use of neurofeedback and managing chemical dependency issues. And we'll be talking with an individual that I had the honor of working with who has successfully conquered her chemical dependency issues and has Come into a whole new lease on life you're going to want to hear about. Um, she's going to be joined by her mother and also a former neurofeedback client and a witness. This is Nora Gidgaudis. I'll see you next time on Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio. Until then, remember, if it wouldn't look like food to somebody wandering around 100,000 years ago with a loincloth and a spear, it's not food for us now either. Take care. I would like to thank my sponsors, the EEG Institute, 
offering the most trusted and respected source of information and training for neurofeedback, truly world leaders in the field. You can reach the EEG Institute at www.eeginfo.com or at 818-456-5965. I would also like to thank the Nutritional Therapy Association, the NTA, for their generous sponsorship. The NTA is the best, most trustworthy and reliable source of foundational nutritional education and nutritional therapist training here in the U.S. and possibly the known universe. I just can't say enough good things about this organization. You can find the Nutritional Therapy Association at www.nutritionaltherapy.com or you can call 1-800-918-9798. That's 1-800-918-9798. Tell Marcy Nora sent you. Thanks, too, to Biotics Northwest, the source for exceptional healthcare practitioner quality supplements, for every health professional, you can reach them at www.bioticsnorthwest.com or at 1-800-636-6913. Also, be sure to visit my website at www.primalbody-primalmind.com where you can also get my book, Primal Body, Primal Mind, Empower Your Health, Your Total Health, The Way Evolution Intended and Didn't. Thanks again for listening to Primal Body, Primal Mind Radio, hosted by Nora Gedgaudis. Come back for another great program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And have a great week.